A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Booyah. So in the, <laughs> in the Booyah, I, I, do you remember, did you listen to the Booyah tribe? Yeah. Back in well, the 90s? No. Yeah, no. no. Just I just actually I just know. Oh no, the party murdered. That's all that's all, that's all that I know. No, they you did know that what? song that, with Faith No More. That was was that Booyah? That was or Booyah was that, Tribe. Um, House of Pain. House of no, Pain was, was on Booyah. that. It was a Judgment Night soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. I had that. Yeah. It wasn't I looking back, it was not a great um purchase. I mean I appreciate it for the time, but the De La song and Teenage Fan Club. That's the only was one that I really good? liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but uh, Booyah stood for something, too. It was an acronym, and I don't know what it was for. Booyah. I don't know. And we're going to do this straight Gen X style, and we're not going to look it up on our phones. We're just going to try to I'm just going to wander around until I go right? into a, the Sam Goody at the mall. Right. You're like, yo, was that Macy Gray in Training Day? Mm-hmm. This is going to turn into a six-month fucking argument. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the beginning of the show, Jerry, I usually like to, um, talk about our sponsors to make sure. sure everybody knows, but I think in lieu of that, I just wanted to kind of thank everybody who's been a patron of ours on Patreon, who has checked out our other podcasts, who has, um, I know this is starting to sound like a ad already, but, um, you know, I just wanted to say I really appreciate everybody's support. Um, we get together once a week and we do this. We do this for ourselves as much as for everybody else. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, yeah. This show started as just Jerry and I getting on FaceTime and spending an hour just talking about sobriety and um, and reading from our particular literature you know, and um, the the Book of Mormon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, uh, we well, we are we are both part of the uh, the Secret Club, and I'm mm-hmm. sure if you know you know what we're talking about if you listened to the show before. Um, and yeah, so I just wanted to say thank you to everybody out there who listens, who reaches out to us on Instagram, who sends us emails. Um, thank you. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. you. It's. Mm-hmm. It's something, you know, we would probably do anyway, but it makes it even more um, fulfilling, you know, to, yeah, right? Like, to yeah, know that no, people, because yeah. sometimes I get, and I'm like, oh, we got to do this thing, and I got to record right. this, and then I got to edit it together, and I got to do this, and and, and I was like, instead of having, you know, I have to, I get to, and not everybody yeah. gets to, and I feel very grateful. So, so thank you, everybody who's listening. Um, absolutely and please reach out if you have any questions we'd love to hear from you yeah Mm. yo that tank top you're wearing does it have a pocket i it does i was gonna say i wish it did i just bought it so what what do you need a pocket on a tank top is this like this is where your smokes go (laughs) probably i mean if you're wearing a tank top that's like a styling uh printed tank top with a pocket i mean of course this is the kind of thing that people who smoke in the summertime wear right Right, exactly. It was sitting on the stoop, just chaining it, just and it's got pineapples on it. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah. yes. It's, shit is fucking festive. Dude. I know. It is mad festive. Yeah. Well, there were some there. There were some that were really plain, and there were others oh. that were like red and blue striped. And I'm not really. I don't know that I really do well in red, so it doesn't really feel right. like it doesn't call to me, you know. And right. so, 
I needed something for the summertime and it's like a hundred degrees here. And, um, so I bought one, I bought this one. That's an extra large. And I got another one that's a large because I'm oh, planning shit. on fitting into it by the end of the summer. Right. Not the you same will. style, you will. Mm-hmm. but, um, different color, but I just saw this and I was like, pineapples. I like pineapples. Yeah, they're good. And, um, I didn't realize the pocket. Maybe I could put, that's where I put my iPad, iPod nano, nano. Nano, you got the iPad Nano with the, the, the dope fucking mix with cake and uh, <laughs> those Taco Bell jock jams. Yeah, you got cake on it and uh, soul caffeine and. Uh huh. So yeah. there was this was when we lived in Seattle together, Jerry and I, and um, there was um, I swear we're gonna get to the uh, the sobriety part of the podcast here very soon, but um, yeah. yeah, I just remember he said cake and. There, there was a, a music reviewer and Cake's like latest album. I don't know if it was Comfort Eagle or whatever it was, or the one after that. Was there one after that? I don't remember. Yeah, there was, but I, I, I can't remember. And the was. reviewer was, I don't remember their name, but said that Cake was described them as Taco Bell jock jams. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like wounded really me. I was wounded. I fucking <laughs> love Cake, dude. It, like pissed me off. And I liked Cake, but I didn't love Cake. And I Jerry love loved cake. And yeah, so for the longest do. time, yeah, I mean, that's, that's fine. He was very upset by this uh, this review. How dare you? I think I even got drunk and, like, wrote him, <laughs> uh, emailed him some shit. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot, dude. I, I can't remember his name now. Mm. Yeah. Would you would you say, you wouldn't say that was accurate review of, of cake. They're not. I mean, I got what he was saying. Like, they're kind of. I think. I think they were on a Taco Bell Jock Jam CD because <laughs> it was like on CDs they released the Jock Jams. Okay. Yeah, and it was that song, The Distance, because that's supposed to get you if you're in your 40s now. When you were in your 20s, it's supposed to get you pumped up, dude. Going the distance when the, when the yeah to ball go game's the going distance. on. Yeah, or do whatever I guess, but I just I don't know, man. I have an affinity for dudes who can't who just talk sing. I like love mm-hmm. it. You just talk and sing. But yeah, damn. How many times I gonna bump this mic? Sorry. Don't don't bump the mic. Don't bump don't bump the table. Not to. Um, bump the table. And that's a reference to house party. House Martin party. Lawrence. We're doing it today. You know, <laughs> fuck this sobriety podcast. Let's just. It should be just an hour of us making references from the late eighties. And then 90s. describing where they came from to people. Yeah, who... like people who are just like, man, can you just get to the sobriety part? We don't care about your inside jokes. <laughs> And your pineapple shirt. Just John loves pineapples so much he has a shirt with a pineapple on I it. I do. Like you're like I support pineapples. I do support pineapple. You know what? I should go buy a pineapple after this. Anyhow, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. So I wanted to pose the question today. Today's yeah. letter is W, and I was thinking of all these different words, and you know, trying to come up with some sort of. I always try to come up with a topic or a theme or something that we can talk about, and I was like, well. There's, there's lots of questions we could ask. So um, my my question today, and then I posed it to Jerry, and I said, what's the point of sobriety? Yeah. And I was thinking about this all day today, um, and it ultimately becomes, for me, what's the point of life? What is the meaning of life? And so that's a huge, oh. that's a huge question because right, right. in – in me in me getting sober i feel like what's the point of sobriety is a question that often comes up in a very um sort of from a very dark place in early recovery even you know before you get recovered and you're thinking about getting you know getting yeah. getting sober you're like well, what's mm-hmm. the fucking point 
you know, yeah. shit sucks anyway, and I'm miserable, and I'm unhappy, and I hate my job, and I'm overweight, and my feet hurt, and, you know, all this, I got bills, and so I might as well just get fucked up, because what's the point? And I told the story the about yeah. the old guy who went to, like, a, um, he went to some halfway house for juveniles and the and the kid was like he was the dude's like 66 and he's like you're already almost dead what's the point of getting sober anyway you know you might yeah. as well just mm-hmm. drink and and when i think about what's the point for when i got sober there was no specific uh catalyst there was nobody in my life necessary i mean i i did a lot of destruction um for sure but there was nobody who said you need to get sober or there was no, there was no, um, ultimatum. There was no ultimatum. Yeah. There was no tipping yeah. point. There was nothing that said, you know, I was, I was not before a judge. I was not behind bars. I was not, you know, I did not hurt anybody, um, physically. And it was just sort of this vague thing. And I was like, well, what's the point of sobriety? And I, looking back on that, originally the point was, I just don't want to feel in pain anymore. And the pain, yeah. That I knew, like I could, I could tell the future, right? In in the fact, in in so fact that it was going to hurt tomorrow, and I knew yeah. I knew what my morning looked like. I knew what my early afternoon looked like. Lots of laying in bed, sometimes drinking a couple of beers, drinking a lot of water, taking a hot shower, having you know these sort of panic attacks and trying to control them, and then going mm-hmm. to work, working behind the bar trying to maintain like a little bit of a buzz without my manager knowing or that when they installed cameras, I think this is, this is before they, they installed those after I quit. But, um, so it was just this whole, like, I just saw this awful vicious cycle and what's the point of sobriety in that moment for me was really, I just didn't want to feel bad anymore. And I, yeah, I, that, that was it. I just had to figure out. And again, I didn't even, I didn't want to do it forever. I just wanted yeah. to not feel bad the next day or the next day or the next day. And um, I know that even in early sobriety, I would do these things like I would go to my meetings, sometimes just my meeting the once a week and, and I wouldn't drink and I would come straight home from work and I wouldn't stop by the liquor store and I would do all these other things and it was very it was difficult and it was challenging and it hurt in a different way you know like it hurt Mm -hmm. um it was just it was just painful because now i had failed at something and i mean i had been failing at a lot of things right if you look at it that way but yeah it was just this sort of like what's the point of all of this i don't know and I, i i don't know that i have an answer i have a better answer today but at that time in early sobriety, the point was just to stave off the pain a little bit because I, re- I, I really had no idea what to do next. I had no, I had no mentor. I had no, I had no steps. I had no, I had, to, I didn't have the workbook. I didn't have the worksheets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you, can you talk a little bit or can I ask you like what the point of your sobriety was when you made the decision to quit drinking? Because I know yeah. you had more people around you. Yeah. 
than I did. I'm I'm smiling. I'm laughing because I think about the format of the podcast. It's always like, it's really funny. It always Mm -hmm. goes to the same format where you like talk and then you like pose the question to me like, can I ask you? And I'm like, what if one day I'm like, no, you can't fucking ask me. And then I just walk out of the room. I guess that would just throw it all for a loop and then come back with some cake and then be like, I'm sober for cake. But so that's not the that was that like joke cake, was not great. That was cake a the band joke. or like a sheet. Cake yeah, cake the band. Flag. Yeah, just yeah. John McCree and all those guys behind me, and he's got like, like a hey, fucking. What's up? What's up, bro? What's up? You ready for some jock jams, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I, you know, at this point, I think. Well, let me start from the beginning. Nobody told me to get sober. I think I've mentioned that in the podcast before. My wife didn't put that in ultimatum either. She was never never once was like you need to quit drinking but what really resonates that she said to me while i was drinking was you need to get out of that quicksand you're in because you're in a hole and you you're like in a hole full of quicksand and you keep sinking and eventually i'm not going to be able to recognize you because you'll be so deep in it so you got to figure a way out of that hole but she was never like you need to put down the booze right my mother-in-law though sat down with me one night and I was out back smoking and drinking and she told me you need to quit fucking drinking because you you know because I was living out of town at the time and Megan was in Tucson and I was up here in Oregon and we were kind of separate for a minute and she was like I hear Megan every night you know crying on the phone till three in the morning she just she let me have it man she tanned my ass and the whole time I'm like yeah you're right yeah you're right and I was like drinking the entire time she was telling me this I just was fucking pounding away and of course her giving me this talk made me want to drink more you know, and it wasn't her fault. That was my reaction to it. But mm-hmm. no one ever asked me to do shit. In the early parts, the point was uh, very similar to yours. I was tired of feeling like shit all the time. And it felt like maybe I could deal with my depression issues and my like suicidal ideation if I just cleared my head. Do you know what I mean? Because yes. at this point, I remember sitting down with my brother-in-law at one point and telling him if I could be drunk from the moment I woke up to the moment I passed out, like that would be an ideal world for me. Like that's how I would spend my entire life, Dude. the rest of my life. Yeah. And it like blew him away. Like it fucked him up. He's like, that's fucked up. And I didn't think it was fucked up. I just thought, well, isn't that the point? Like to feel good because I feel good when I'm fucked up. Not the whole time, but I just wanted, I wanted that drunk feel good that I had for like three hours, four hours. I wanted it the entire day. And uh, that's unrealistic. It mm-hmm. just it doesn't work like that, you know. But I think as time has passed now th- that I'm here in sobriety and recovery, uh, the point isn't for me. The point now is not to not drink. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't look at it and go, "You don't drink. You don't drink because drinking fucks you up." I the point to me now is that it's not the drinking; it's the periods of time in between the drinking. That that's what made me realize I was all fucked up, you know, and that I, that things were wrong. Because the drinking itself, I drank alcoholically. I knew that from the beginning. I could go to a thousand meetings and say, I, I always knew it. You know, people always say I always it was in denial and I was never in denial. I knew what kind of animal I was. I knew exactly what tricks I could do. Mm-hmm. But it was a period of time in between, like at work, like that pain, you know, that I felt as well. But also that longing and that <clears throat> obsession and that desperation and that waiting, man, waiting, waiting, waiting till the time was correct for me to drink because I still was quote unquote functional. And so those, those like no man's lands between like waking up and getting fucking loaded. It was like a motherfucking it was an eternity. Yeah. Right. And now 
I don't even think about it that way. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I really get that sense of desperation. Maybe, you know what comes the closest and this sounds awful because she's sitting in the other room, but it's be, when, when I'm trying to leave a party or we're trying to leave a dinner or get together and my wife lingers and keeps talking and talking and talking and I've got all this shit gathered up in my hands and olives ready to go and we're all ready to bounce and she just continues to engage because she's a social person and loves talking to people Mm -hmm. that longing i feel to get in the car it's very similar this is fucked up but it's very similar to that longing i felt that anxiety and that edge of my seat like ready to make the move which is what i felt just walking around like sober i guess but it wasn't sober because i you know what i'm saying waiting for the drunk drunk. waiting for that relief right the The relief of yeah of leaving the party the relief of yes and the cliche is like my relief in a bottle, you know, but it absolutely was. And now I don't have to, I'm, fr- I don't want to say I'm free because I got a lot of this shit I'm chained to, but they're not physical addictions. It's like paying bills and dealing with life and shit. You're but, freer. But I'm freer, dude. Yeah, I'm more open now. So the point to me is that like, I may still be on a leash to an extent, but it's way longer leash. Like it's, I think of my dog, you know, like. He gets out into the yard and he's got this leash and it gets tightened up on a tree. So I go and let him out and he's like, whoa, I got 20 more feet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like I got another good mile on me. You know, like I can get out farther and go do more and think more and not have to wait. I don't have to wait anymore for that shit. I just got to no. be like, Megan, Megan, hurry the fuck up, dude. I'm holding <laughs> a casserole dish, dude. Our leftovers mm-hmm. are in the dish, you know, like, let's bounce, dude. I got to go home. And I got a few a extra calories, man. I want to enjoy another slice. Yeah, exactly. Home. Yeah. Um, I had a similar incident, I guess. Well, I mean, I felt the same way about drinking where it was like, um, gosh, if I could only be. And I'll, I'll tell you this story. And this is somebody we both know. And I'll simply describe him as the gentleman gardener. And you'll know who I'm talking about. Oh, without yeah. Without having homie, to put yeah. anybody. Mm-hmm out yeah. there he's uh, like one of my favorite people too. yes well, he's he's one of my favorite people too and i remember many many years ago and i think i was living in seattle and i'd come down for a visit and we were we were cruising around and i was in his truck and i had one of these plastic water bottles or maybe he did and it was uh-huh. filled with either sparks i think i was drinking sparks at the time which is the original four loco because yeah. i couldn't you know beer wasn't enough i needed to be high and I remember sitting there drinking whatever out of like this Nalgene bottle, which became a theme later on. But, And I'm right. sitting there and I'm having such a wonderful day and I'm with all my friends who are drunk too and we're doing all this stuff. And and I just looked at him and I was like, man, I wish I could be this drunk all the time. And he, right. and he looks at me and he goes, John, you can. And <laughs> it was this hilarious moment oh, right shit. at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I look back on it and I go, God, it's kind of fucking dark if you look at it from from four years sober. You right. Know? But right. it was just yeah, this that's really great though. But that was my moment. That was my like, I just want to be like this all of the time. That shit touches my heart a little bit mm-hmm. that he is like offering you the keys mm-hmm. to He's like, you the, can. Oh man. You and can. even so even so so like maybe and I don't know what his what his habits were like then, mm-hmm. or I mean, I know we we drank together, but um, right. then or now, but you know the, that sort of in my mind brings up the idea of controlled drinking, knowing exactly how many you can have. There's, you know, like when uh, Mr. Leahy on um, on Trailer Park Boys gets the breathalyzer yeah. and he's like, I just have to blow to a certain point and I can know it's what I need exactly and I can be this drunk all the time and yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's a funny joke, but um, I 
that's what I wanted too. I wanted to always be drunk and I couldn't. So yeah, when you're that thing that you want so badly, and if you could just make it balance it just perfect, any time away from it, you're like, fuck dude, really? I got to do this shit. This is so painful and so awful and finding some kind of relief and not just to, not to mention all of the other bad things that happen because of the drinking that you then have to, there's a deficit every single morning I wake up and go, uh, who did I text? Who did I call? How much money did I spend? That's mine. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just waking up with like trying to piece together my blackout night by fucking receipts from my Mm -hmm. debit. Cause the minute I got a debit card, I was like, choo choo motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, dude. But anyway, go ahead. I mean, interrupt. No, you, just that was just my the, jam. Just the, I mean, wreckage seems like a, it's a, it's an accurate word. But even just amount of like cleaning up my room, things like just letting laundry pile up and like right. not taking out recycle bins and not taking the, taking out the trash, which is just down the driveway. And even though I have a pretty long driveway, it was a, an insurmountable chore to the point of ah fuck it. You know what? The garbage can's big enough and I didn't fill it up. So I'm just going to let the trash sit in my front yard for two weeks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, um, now I look at the, what is the point of sobriety is that I, I just want to have a better life. I want to have a better life than I have now. And I have a really great life compared to what, what was going on four years ago or even a year ago. Right. Yeah. So, I had I had to kind of excommunicate alcohol from my life. I had to, exercise is a better word, right? Right. Um, right. The shake demon. the ghosts out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah I had smudge to shake the, the motherfucker. <laughs> Double sage it. Double, just yes. Like, some crystals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. And now I can begin to. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the reading I do is is kind of geared around. Um, how my brain works and wanting to know mm-hmm. how my brain works so that I can recognize the triggers and I can recognize my bad patterns. And even if I don't, even if I give into them, I can at the very least, which, which then, I mean, this is probably just alcoholic behavior on my part, but you know, giving into a bad pattern, then feeling guilty and ashamed because I did, because I'm not good enough or I couldn't do it or I'm not strong enough and so on and so forth. I feel in my mind, in my life, I do that enough times, I eventually will get the habit out because it goes from, you know, what do we talk about? The self-understanding, understanding yourself, and then finally asking your higher power, my higher power, right. to relieve me of this. Mm-hmm. So that's the point of my sobriety today, is or one of them, um, is to understand myself as much as humanly possible and try to be the strongest um happiest person i can be right you know right Um, yeah absolutely yeah so and it's a it's a one day at a time kind of thing which and again i don't i don't mean to hammer this home but the more the more that i read about things the more that i live in sobriety the more that i deal with myself in recovery it's like this is it. This is the only moment that matters because it's the only one that exists. And it's a big fucking, that's a big thing to try to understand. And I don't fully get it, but the sooner that I'm not wanting something from the future and not worrying about something in the past, I'm much happier to, you know, just be sitting here talking to you. Right. Right. It, you know, it's so funny. It, it leads me to think like our, 
the way our brains work as far as being alcoholics or you know addicts addicted to a substance because you know alcoholism and addiction this is the same damn thing mm-hmm. but um it's it's just funny the way our brains work because it's one of those things where i have met people who just don't drink anymore and they drank alcoholically and then they're like well i used to drink a lot and now i don't and now i just live my life and guys like you and me we like just chop it up and try to figure this shit out and like pick at it and go why though but mm-hmm. why and then why is this making a pattern in my life you know sometimes i talk to people and they're like well i used to drink and now i don't and that's it you know and then i wonder like you know what else do you do then like what else do you do obsessively right because mm-hmm. i see the pattern repeating itself in other aspects of my life now i can the point is i take this negative um this negative cycle of behavior and i try to flip it into something that it will be a benefit to me you mm-hmm. know so even though i'm neurotic and still circle the same fucking point over and over again maybe it's for something positive instead of for something negative you know because i'm absolutely neurotic you know me you've spent a lot of time with me yes. i overthink i project i think about the future i worry constantly so then i'm like well, what if i can take these fucking this detriment and turn it into my power use my powers for good instead of so- evil right I think here's one thing and 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 I've heard this before about people overthinking and uh, yeah. I do it I do it as well you instead of th- instead of seeing yourself as somebody who overthink overthinks Jerry try right. try using the the word analytical <laughs> now that's good Here, now there are certain uh, things that perhaps I'll write this down <laughs> <laughs> no I'm serious yeah now I, I you know that's great though for I me like that. i there are certain things that i i should not be analytical about and so i have to right. remember that 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 your overthinking can be a superpower for the positive it doesn't have to be to the detriment right. but um you know i just know that i need to go okay you're done thinking about this okay you you're right. done analyzing this it is not doing you any more good to analyze this time to move on time to get going mm-hmm. what lies ahead you got no way of knowing I think right. that's Tom Petty's Damn, wildflowers. Damn, what is that, Tom Petty's yeah. wildflowers? <laughs> yes. Well, what I, I, I guess my point was that, like, I what I'm trying to do is actually become analytical, and that's one of my yeah. other. That's one of the points of my sobriety is that when I, um, when I took alcohol out of the 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 equation, and then I tried to put positive forward, not even positive, but just <laughs> you know what I mean, like constructive mm-hmm. forward thinking into the equation and replace the alcohol with this constructive forward thinking and this realistic way of looking at life, I found that it became a little easier to use these, you know what I mean? Become more analytical. I love that word though. I'm going to use that. Next time we're arguing with Megan, I'm going to be like, yo, I'm just fucking analytical, baby. You don't know, you know, but like I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I really do mm-hmm. think it's just, maybe I would have been a great wedding planner. Who knows, man? Yeah. I mean, don't, and no, don't, but, I don't think you need to, you need to weaponize my, my, amateur um psychological advice i'm gonna though i'm totally gonna but yeah i shouldn't but and listeners don't do that but you know i'm Um, I'm gonna do it because i'm goofus and you're gallant is that what is that what it is gallant gallant would be caught dead in this pineapple tank Mm -hmm. top but But, well yeah but goofus would be wearing them as pants dude (laughs) um So the points, the what is the point of sobriety? What is the point of what is the point of today? Like, what do you? I mean, do, how do you think about the future? Do you still do you still worry about it? Do you still like? It's not. It's not long term. It's all short term shit. Like, fuck. When am I gonna fix that fence? Or like, mm-hmm. fuck. I have to set up the surround sound. Or like, 
fuck, am I going to make enough for rent? But I never think like, fuck, what am I going to do 10 years from now? Do you know what I mean? Like I just, but I've, I've never, I've kind of been, but never really been like that. No. Like, yeah, there's no, but <sighs> you know, I find, I find, I think a little bit more in longer terms than I used mm-hmm. to, but not, I still am not going well in five years. I'll be 47 years old. Um, something like that. I don't know what 47 is going to be like. I imagine it's going to be a lot like this, maybe except different. Probably. Yeah. But, but I do think about things like, okay, 2020 is coming up and what do I want to accomplish with the next, the next six months out of this year? Where do I want to be in 2020? And so it's gone from just the panic of waking up <laughs> in hot flashes and hung over Right, like where the mm. fuck are my pants? Oh, did I fucking pee my pants? Mm-hmm. Oh shit, I, pee, I yeah. peed my pants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> seriously, it goes. It went no, from there to like, okay, so I have. To my months are going by fast. The weeks are going by faster. The days are going by faster because I start organizing and planning my time, and I I'm waking up earlier than I used to, and and because I have more time, and I want to the the feeling of feeling accomplished. Right. Is that, did I say that right? The feeling of feeling accomplished, the feeling of accomplishment is, is something that's huge. So I go, okay, I've got this project. I want to finish this. I want to do this. And, you know, even if it's just the art that I put up on Instagram at this point, it's just Mm -hmm. something that really brings me a lot of joy and happiness. And I get excited about finishing something, even if I don't ever want to start it, or even if I'm in the middle of it and I'm like, oh man, this is going to take forever. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, those paintings you do, some of them take years. 10 to, 10 to 20. Yeah. Some take years, actually. No, yeah, I have a really good friend named Desi who's just hit me up. I started painting for her last year and she's like, uh, I think you'll get that done by September maybe. Or, mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, I hope so. Did she put a deposit down on that thing? Oh, yeah, she did like a year ago. (laughs) Don't commission me for art. I'm awful. Um, So, yeah, I I, I think that that's one thing that's hugely changed, and that's that's something that I think about when I think about how how I'm going to redirect my thinking and live my life in sobriety is Mm -hmm. this idea of the future and wanting it to be better than... um, better than than the past or better than today and i know we always go back to this um we always talk about food and calories because i feel like that to me was the that was the crutch in the corner that was biggest for me was oh i don't drink so i'll just eat whatever i want right it's not as bad as booze yeah it's not as bad as booze and i i need it to live so excuse me um i was at the store today and i saw big bags of cashews and i used to just fucking eat those things right i'd be like you know what i don't drink but i'm gonna get a bag of cashews i'm gonna get a couple of chocolate bars and we were talking about the chocolate bars before i got one today not a big one got it's you know it's dark chocolate mid-size a nice (laughs) mid-size chocolate bar (laughs) you know but i was just like those i used to gorge on stuff and and now i'm like okay so where do you, and I think about it in terms of weight, in terms of my body and not like I did in alcohol or with alcohol, thinking about sobriety is my brain, my heart, my soul, also right. my body, not feeling like shit, of course. Right. But that was just the bare minimum. I had to get the alcohol out of the way so that I could then begin to go, oh, I, I weigh too much. I eat like shit. I don't feel good, you know? And right. so yeah. 
my instead of walking, I walked past the beer aisle and I didn't think twice about the beer. As soon as I saw the cashews, the little thing in my brain was like, bing, that'd be good to right. sit with a big old bag of fucking cashews and eat them by the handful. Just take so, your shirt off and sweat <laughs> into them. Fuck yeah, dude. Or just wear that tank top. It'll make it way easier. So that's something that's changed, right? I just walked by the right. beer and I was getting all didn't sprung on some nuts. It. Isn't that funny? The old alarm went off. With the new thing, right? Mm-hmm. So now you've got to tackle, not tackle, but you have to manage the new I thing. I have to manage. You know? I have to be vigilant. Because, yeah, your food intake has to be managed. You know, Drinking, you can put by the wayside. You absolutely can't. Even if you're t- so physically addicted that you have to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Once you get it sussed out, like the physically you can put it aside. But with the food, it's like a whole other story. I mean, we talked about this last week. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you need it to live. Do you need a bag of cashews to live? No. No. Well, they be, they'll be delicious, but you know. <laughs> so but, it's just for me, it's a good analogy, right? Yeah. When I'm going, when I'm going forward to like the next week or the next month, you know, because right. it's and I, you know, milestones are 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 um, for both you and I are coming up here. I yeah, know. Soon. July Fourth of July weekend. Uh, Jerry's on the fourth, and I'm on the sixth. Our sober. Mm-hmm. Sober anniversary birthday dates are coming up, but um, yeah. And I I want to be I want to be better for my 2020 than I do for right. my 2019 birthday and sober birthday or whatever. And so I mean that's something that's that I think. What is the point of me being so? It's continue to be sober, like right? Is I I want to I just want to be a better person and then go okay. Well, why do you want to be a better person? Well, I want to. I want to have better relationships with the people in my life. Well, why do you want yeah. to have better relationships with the people in your life? Well, it just makes me feel good. Yeah. And I just want to be And happy. it's like a constructive type of feel good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's not that short-lived, like, immediately feeling like shit when, you know, when you're done or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not that. It's very constructive. Um, but you don't, you don't look at the, you don't look at, like, next year? You don't have no, a five-year plan? I, I really don't. I have no five. I've never had a five-year plan, though. No. I never have. No, I've I'm not never saying it's like a bad that. thing. I just no. It's just me. Like it's just the way I've always. I've always just been like, how the fuck do I get through next week? Yeah. I literally have been like, even sober. I'm like, what do I do to get through this week and then get on to next week? But yeah, I wish I could have been trained to have a five year plan, or because I think I would have solved a few things by now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at least now you have the. You at least have the open mindedness to try to want to solve things yeah, if something. Yeah, absolutely. And I see things changing even within my life. I mean, in regards to my finances or in regards to the way mm-hmm. I manage money or in regards to the way I keep house. And like, absolutely, I could see myself sitting down and being like, okay, by next year, this is my goal. And I have some goals, but I've, you know, I've every year I'm like, this is the year I do it. And then I never fucking do it, you know? So but that's um, also, um, you know, I procrastinate things. Well, I've heard you say things to me recently where you're like, yeah, you know, I got pretty good credit and stuff like that. And I couldn't imagine you saying that to me. And I've never had good credit ever up until like this last two years, you know, still last four years. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not drinking at all. And I'm not being like, oh, the electric bills do. I'll fuck them. Or like or like, <laughs> oh, they put me in collections. I'll fuck them. I'm never answering my phone again. You know what I mean? Yeah. My phone to this day, my voicemail still doesn't say my name. It's just all, hey, you reach me, you know who I am. Leave a message. I've, I haven't changed it. I left mm-hmm. it like when I was drinking because I was like, I'm not going to say my name because in the credit, people will know that it's me. I know. But if I'm s- sneaky, I could be like, ain't no Jerry here. 
Hang <laughs> up. Um. Uh, so I guess that that <laughs> anecdote is in regards to me planning things out. You know. Well, no, I mean it. It definitely is, and I mean you have a you have a family to look after too, and I imagine that that's right. that's. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like you know, and not to put it all on Megan, but like we kind of play two different parts you know Mm -hmm. like that's kind of her instrument is kind of planning thinking for it as to what we do as a unit now if she ever wises up and leaves my ass i might be (laughs) fucked and then i'm like fuck i gotta like figure it out but in the moment right now while we're playing our our in our band together this wagner band Mm -hmm. i'm like all right you fucking you play the guitar i'll play this instrument we'll write the songs together we'll figure it out you know like you know, that's that, my family band, Partridge Family Analogy. Dude. Did you see the latest? Uh, did you watch the latest Chris Rock uh, stand up? No. Yeah, I did, but I can't remember it. Well, Is that, does he make that analogy? He does actually. He says sometimes you just got to play the tambourine. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're, you're not always yeah, going to be the one leads. You're not going to be the one singing up there up front in the middle. Sometimes you just got to play tambourine. Yeah. And I, can I think the whole, isn't the whole special called tambourine? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that must have been where I got it from. Like. But yeah, I mean, it's so funny you ask me that. I feel like I'm talking to my guidance counselor now. You're like, so what's your plan? I'm like, I ain't got no fucking plan. I'm going to die at 30, Jack. I'm done. <laughs> right. Like, and now I'm like 44 and I'm like, fuck, I didn't do the thing I said I was going to do. Well, but I, I like being alive though. So that joke kind of is weird. To, even saying it, I feel untrue because I really enjoy being alive. That's a huge part of my fucking sobriety. Right. I, like I mean, but you like being alive. You might not have said that at 25 or 26 or 27. Fuck no. I was yeah. just like, live fast, die young, dude. Yeah. I'm going to ride out here crazy. See my leather jacket? This means I'm fucking serious. But yeah, I, I want to. <laughs> well, that's the thing is I want to live and I want to get up and I, I get excited. You know, I've been I have a lot of issues with sleep, too. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I and I've finally that. been sleeping better, which I think I can account to a couple things, which is daily exercise, which is also mm-hmm. something I never thought would be. In That's my been repertoire. super helpful for me, dude. Yeah, exercising every day, I'm exhausted at night. It's great. It's um, actually even if it's not running, if it's anything, mm-hmm. you know, just moving your body for like 20 minutes will help you fall asleep. Absolutely, yeah, very much so. Straight and another up. thing is, I clean my room before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I put, I just put everything. It's not like immaculate, but I put everything in its place. So mm-hmm. I, when I wake up, I can just look around and everything's where it needs to be, and it's not like piles of shit that i need to deal with so i decide oh, i'll just go back to sleep if i don't have to get up first thing right um but just learning all these things i would never have worried about how my bed looked or how my room looked the night before no if i was drinking been, i remember <laughs> going to, to your house. house and i used to tell you all the time like why don't you have a garbage can mm-hmm. or like That's... why don't you have pictures on the wall or like why won't you you had that weird sectional couch that didn't fit in the whole living room so half of it was in the bedroom like why are you doing this (laughs) because i didn't care i just wanted some shit places to flop basically just places to flop Um, yeah while you i lived in a place too the place on nickerson we punched holes in the wall i tore Mm -hmm. the bathroom door off of its hinges and it just lived as it just propped up in the doorway for months right so if you had to take a shit, you had to pick the door up like a like an old school medieval shield and like snap it back into place. Mm-hmm. I peeing was fine. I was like, you guys can watch me pee all night. I don't care. You know, I'm I'm fucked up. But I was yeah. a shy pooer, man. There were sharpie like drawn all over the walls and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. and that was that was fine. That was acceptable. That was just like how we lived, man. Like, yeah, I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And I I remember I don't remember being I wasn't proud. I was very ashamed. 
I felt terrible about like that kind of stuff. But I also remember feeling very helpless and not really knowing how to fix those things, how to go about doing that kind of stuff myself. Right, right. Um, Part of that was I'd never really been taught any sort of just life maintenance skills as a kid. But Mm -hmm. also, I mean, I was too busy worrying about getting fucked up. Like, where were we right. going to go drink and how are we going to get down there? And I got to right. I got to get on the bus and we're going to save some money for cab fare unless I can get that all night night owl ticket to get the bus ride home. And, you know, what kind of where was the party going to be at and where was the fun and where was the excitement? And it's like, I don't have time. I'm not going to get up early enough to fix my bathroom door. Nope. No, that's ridiculous. That's not. <laughs> The landlord's supposed to fix it, even though I tore it off the hinges. <laughs> right. Plus, and you know what I noticed too, and I did it as well, is like this cycle of like somebody else's fault constantly. So it yes. always turns into a cycle. You're like, well, I'd fix this house up, but my roommates are slobs and they're going to fuck the house up anyway. So why should I bother? Mm-hmm. It's just like when you talked about taking out the trash, you're like, well, I didn't fill the trash. So why should I take it out? You know, and I'm like, mm it's out part of the cycle i did it too do you know what i mean like so and so doesn't do their dishes and it'd be this big fucking resentful resentment train where i'm just like just do the fucking dishes and then go tell your roommate hey i'm not doing your dishes anymore dude if you can't do your dishes like you need to figure shit out like this is unacceptable yeah but uh do you know what i'm saying though it's a cycle of always somebody else's fault for why your life is fucked up so i'd love to tell you, you yeah a little story about yesterday if i could that was the thing I was going to tell you earlier, but um, so yes, so my car, the tire, the back right tire has been getting a slow leak in it. So right. supposed to be at like thirty five, and the light would come on, and I'd check it, and it'd be at like twenty five. So I'd fill it up. And I was like, man, I really got to take this shit in. I was going to have to do it today, and I wasn't sure when or if, and I made an appointment. And so yesterday, or I should say on Saturday, I talked to the tire place. They said, come in on Sunday. We're fully booked, but if you have a few hours. Bring your car in, and um, we'll get it to you in a few hours. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay. And I didn't realize they had they're like every single appointment is full. They've got some big sale, and so I think to myself, I'll drop it off. I'll go for like I'll go for a little run. It's in it's in the next town over, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm just like I know it's fucking ninety degrees. I got my stupid hat on. I got my sunglasses. I'll bring I'll put a credit card in my jogging shorts, and I'll just go for a run. And when I'm tired, I'll go get I don't know a iced tea or a smoothie or whatever and i'll just go wander around the town i'll go to the bookstore whatever so i drop it off at like 12 30 i run for i don't know an hour ish something like that and i don't hear back from them and it's getting now it's like 2 30 and i'm just kind of wandering around like a ghost in this town you know popping into every store at one point i go to the grocery store and i get an apple and a couple of carrots like a fucking horse to go just have a little snack you know and i'm sitting at the bench and i'm eating my food and this old latino cowboy with a paper sack a small little paper sack sits down on the other end of the bench and he's Uh got a fosters in there he's got a big can of beer and so we're just sitting there sharing the bench we're not talking or anything like that i think i had my headphones in podcast whatever and and it was just kind of an interesting dichotomy to be sitting there where I'm, you know, again, waiting for my car, but I'm trying to eat healthy and drink my water and get some exercise and dude's just having a beer. And, um, yeah, I saw him later as I was wandering around the streets and, um, we kind of smiled at each other like, Hey, good to see you again. 
And um, I think he wanted to talk to me, and I didn't. I didn't engage him because he was drinking Fosters at you know one o'clock in the afternoon on the street. Right. Just... You're like, <laughs> what fucking pearls of wisdom am I getting from you? Right. So I'm just wandering around, and um, it's getting late, man. It's like four thirty now, and they're supposed Damn. to close at five. And so I go, and um, I I go check it out. They're not, it's not ready yet. I'm like, well, shit, man. I don't know what to do here. I really don't know what to do. Like, I'm just going to, my phone's dying and the charger's in the car and the car has to be on to charge the phone. So I'm like, I'm just going to sit here. And now, now it's like 5.30. And I said, I'm going to go to a little taco place and get some food. Get some food. Phone's on like 3% or 2% or something like that. And I realize, I think to myself, like, if I was working at the tire shop all fucking day on a 90 degree day like dirty mm-hmm. and grimy and stuff um and um one of the things that i'd heard people well they would come up to the desk and they'd be like you said it was going to be done at this time why isn't it done why would you tell me to come back now you said it would be done by 4 30 and it is 4 47 and how long is yeah. it going to take and person after person after person and i'm trying to be patient and I'm trying to be peaceful, and I'm just trying to like wait for my car because I can't make it go any faster, right? No, the shit's just gonna, gonna take, take as long as it takes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I eat my burrito, and I go, I go to the CVS because I'm like, you know what these guys need? They need a fucking twelve or a beer. And yeah. you know, it's far be it for me to, you know, like I know this sounds strange, but I was like. Let me go do some. How can I show them that I appreciate what they're doing? And I was like, right. I was like, cans of Pacifico. I don't think I've ever seen yellow cans of Pacifico. Neither have I. That's fucking rad. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I, I was thinking yeah. to myself. If I was still drinking, I'd go get that because I'd be like, check it out. I got some cans of Pacifico. I'd be like, what a novelty. They're yellow. It's yellow cans. <laughs> so I bring it in. I put it on the thing. I go, hey, man. I know you had a rough day. It's been long. You were here. It's after close already, and you're still doing. I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate what you guys do. You're open uh-huh. on a Sunday, which is unheard yeah. of, and I'm able to get my car repaired so that I don't get into an accident or have to wait. And like, I really appreciate it. And he was like, uh-huh. "Thanks, man." And um, I don't know. Um, I think you know the point is like blaming other people. Like there was nobody's fault. It was just my tire had a flat. Or I had a flat. And I had a you're hole in probably it. at the end of a really long line. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I was at yeah. the end of a huge line. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like it just kind of occurred to me, get him some beer. And maybe that as somebody who co hosts a recovery alcohol podcast, that's not the the thing to do. I don't know. Right. I mean, I don't know how that. No, I don't think so because it's not like you're making alcohol. If they're already an alcoholic, they're already an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Plus, you don't know if they're alcoholics. I just knew that it would I be mean, like. I was just wanted dude, to do something like greatly, nice, you know. Think about being a dude working in a tire shop. Yeah, you're gonna want a beer, dude. Working in a tire shop sucks. <laughs> Not that it's a bad job. I'm no. just saying it's hot and grimy and uncomfortable. It can really suck, and people are being mean to you all day. That and was... if you drink beer, then you're stoked. I mean, the one guy who doesn't drink, he's like, "Fuck, man." Well, I guess it's this Monster Energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I it just it just kind of occurred to me, and one of the things I always tell myself is. If there's a moment of spontaneous generosity to just roll with it. I think I, that is so rare. I don't think people do shit like that anymore. So I think it was, you know, regardless of whether it was beer or not, like just the act in itself is just, that's cool, man. Like yeah. I don't do shit like that. I'm going to start doing shit like that now I, it just because I like it. I like, I think that's a great idea. I think it's 
goodwill. Like we're both human beings experiencing yeah. this life. You know, I can't drink this beer because I'm I it, it, I'm bad at it. You know, but like I'll crash my car and hurts. Yeah, I will crash this car. <laughs> I'll drink them all. You know, but. I don't know. I think it's great. You're yeah. like reaching out to someone on a just offering any type of gift, you know, mm-hmm. as far as like you, you like, yeah, that's that whole service thing, right? Like you're being put out, but you turn it on its ear because you un- you have compassion. Like you understand why you're being put out instead of being inconvenienced. You understand it. I do understand there are, it. There are moments where people are inept and you're like, what the fuck have you done? You I, know, I have those <laughs> moments all the time, but like, I don't think this was that these people were working no, as hard as they like, could. Yeah. This sounds like genuine compassion. I don't think there's a lot of that. In and the world. I really don't. I really think we need more of that, especially in our culture in, mm-hmm. in the United States of America. Yeah. It was almost, it was almost seven thirty before I got my car back. God damn though. So, I bet you're driving home like, fuck that sucks. Though. <laughs> so, but, but even or maybe it was like it was it was after seven. It was almost seven thirty, mm-hmm. but they didn't charge me for my tire, Jerry. <laughs> they gave you the tire for free. I don't know. I think they just fixed it. They just patched it up, but they didn't charge me. Oh. Uh, they didn't charge me anything. No, they charged you a twelve pack Pacific. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? So, but it was just like, I don't know. I think you're that, gonna go back and those dudes are gonna clean the car and detail it. <laughs> Next time, just bring up some fucking pre roll joints too while you're at it. You know, like. <laughs> just come out with a new car uh but you know like i i just uh i just felt that the 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 feeling i felt the need and i thought well what the hell man like far be it for me to impose my particular uh restrictions on anybody else what am i well, bringing no, a two-liter mountain dew and you know my dad would have guys work in the yard or help him you know he had these guys come over and help him build a rock wall once and they were all guys from the warehouse where he worked at and uh yeah he'd give them he'd give them he'd go out and buy a half rack of beer all the time and be like, mm-hmm. here, here's some Chevy, here's some beer, you know, like here while you're having lunch, have a couple beers, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's I don't it's think it's our job to like take alcohol out of the world. It's just our job to take alcohol out of our worlds, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So I just, yeah. I think that, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is that, you know, what's the point of sobriety What's the point of life is to build relationships, even if it's with, you know, Eric at fucking Wheelworks, Right. You know? <laughs> right. Right. You know, I've, I, I, you know what? I think this podcast has actually taught me something tonight, you know? And that is the point is like kindness could also be a point of sobriety. Just being kind. Because we're all in on this shit. We all got to ride this stupid planet, you know, for however long we have to. And mm-hmm. everybody gets, even assholes get sad and lonely and tired and sick and uncomfortable, you know? Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>